Uh, you know, I wish I wish I ate more green shit this past holiday. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was just a little bit taller. No, very much taller. <laughs> very much taller. Yeah, I'd take like a solid six three would be sick. I'll just take another six. Six inches. Centimeters? Inches. Okay. Inches. That'll that put me at a nut. Yeah, that'll put me right around at like six two. Yeah, I know. I'm okay kind of a that. sick height. That's all I'd I, also that's, be like a sick athlete at six two. I, you know what? I'd I'd honestly be five eleven because that's basically six. If you look at everyone's, uh, <laughs> everyone's like uh, Tinder profiles, yeah, and shit. profiles. There's You're a lot of totally exactly right. six foot people yeah, in the world. Really weird. So strange. Okay, I'm clapping you off this one because the last one is your frittata frenzy. Welcome back to class, everybody. Hello, we are your non-eating professors this time, but I feel I'm your non-eating professor, Ricky. I probably feel like, should Oh, I? right, because I was eating on the last one. You did yeah. You did a good job. You're a professional. You horked it down in the first yeah, minute. Well, it was a frittat, so it's pretty easy to go. Just shovel it. Yeah, yeah this, this goes past, down easy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, since we've last spoken in the classroom, we've had a St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day to everyone that... That holiday we appropriated that I don't even think the Irish cared that much of, like as much about as Americans do. I was asked if I celebrated St. Patrick's Day, and I was like, "Do people do that?" I think people <laughs> just use it to uh, excuse to you know go out have fun and drink a little bit. I yeah, get but that. People do but, that every weekend. Yeah, so, right. Like, you, what's really the difference? It's it's like four twenty for stoners. Look, I'm doing the thing I'm already was going to do the right, day prior exactly. and the day next. But uh, yeah, this coming weekend, I get I got invited to a very interesting thing and concept. Um. Let me know in the Discord if you're in there. If not, patreon.com slash shibology. I want to get you in there to talk to us about diaper shower. A diaper shower. Yeah, I'm going to need like a lot more information about this. So you know how there's showers for babies? Yeah. The babies that have yet to be babies? <laughs> yeah, that I'm fully on board with. Right. So while all the women and the uh, anyone invited to a baby shower the SOs are invited to the soon to be father's diaper shower ostensibly you bring mass amount of diapers over and you exchange them for alcohol as a currency because you know the the father gets just a mountain of diapers that'll be gone in no more than 3 weeks just instantly used and these rules are like $1 for a beer $2 for a liquor drink or sorry, one diaper for a beer, two diapers for a liquor drink. And he just has them all there. And you basically like, I'll take uh, I'll take a liquor drink, please. That'll be two pampers, my guy. Two huggies. So once again, people will make an excuse like to drink about at it. all times to drink about things. Right, right. And I like the concept. It's fun. It's cheeky. I think what he's also doing is making you remember those old trifolds for science projects? Yeah. Well, he's basically going to be setting up diapers on it and it's going to be diaper pong where you essentially try to fire off a ping pong ball into a <laughs> into a diaper attached to a trifold board. Look, do I find it a little bit unique? Yes. Just only because I haven't heard of it before. Am I going to have fun with it? Hell yeah, man. I'm going to try to get him some luxury ass diaper. Maybe I can make those diapers go further, right? <laughs> Maybe my one diaper is worth someone else's three. Are you going to get him uh, the cloth diapers? The bamboo laced. Yeah. The rewash. Uh, are there rewashable? I sp- Absolutely. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the idea of a rewashable diaper. To be honest with you, if you think about how much fucking waste comes from like 
baby diapers, you'd probably be like, you know what, rewashable makes kind of sense. I guess it does make kind of sense, but I don't know about like, I never had to deal with baby shits and I don't know if it's so awful, you just want to burn. Yeah, just, I don't know just what burn. do with it. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess you just have your own separate washer for it. It's whatever dogs do, right? It's whatever dogs do. What do you mean? Well, just, like when you pick up your dog's shit, you gotta put it somewhere. Well, yeah, I use rewashable bags. <laughs> you see how ridiculous that sounds? You see how crazy that sounds? Yeah, but you drop the poop somewhere. <laughs> that's also that's true. That's true. But yeah, that's whatever we can do to help our friends out while they explore the adventures of a brand new childhood. I just say good luck. Good luck. Godspeed. I ain't fucking giving you diapers. Buy your own diapers, right. but I'll have fun with it. But speaking of childhood, today we are diving back into the wonderful world of the OG Pokemon movies. The next two installments we'll be exploring are movies three and four ever. More like four never. Yeah, you're and there's the for la- that one. there's the landing joke. Ethan, Ethan was the progenitor. I was the delivery of that. So, uh, man. <clears throat> Man, man, I'm in love with you. I really, really wanted to like these two movies <laughs> the same way I liked the first two. And th- it's funny because I think we talked the, other, uh, the last time we did this, the third movie, the third installment, uh, I feel like we have quite a nostalgic connection to that particular one, right? Well, so obviously the most nostalgic for me is one. Okay, yeah. Um, but I also saw this one in theaters. I'm pretty sure this was the last one I saw in theaters. This is the one I got my my intake card at. Okay, the promo. I still got that sucker for sure. I think I just got unknown cards because the world fucking hates me or something. <laughs> they're they're literally a dime a dozen. There's tw- there's 26 of those bitches. So I mean, there, there's that. And then like for forever, the Celebi movie. Um, is what I had no real nostalgic connection to it. So I'm like, okay, maybe coming at it more objectively, I'm like, can see the good and the bad. I, I look, guys, preface we know it's for fucking children, we know it's for ages seven to 12, <laughs> we get it, but we are still bringing a cold, analytical, professorial eye to a movie clearly not built for that. And, uh, man, I, 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 so I, it missed for you, huh? It, it missed. Hard whiff, wide left, a foul ball of right, all things right. considered. But we'll, we'll, I don't know. We'll get to it. I don't know. What do you think about the fourth one? Well, there there was some really cool stuff in it, so that's the only reason. Like, I feel like it is like really worth the entry into the series. One thing I noticed about both of these is they both felt significantly longer than the first two, and it seems like. They realized, like, oh, we can, like, put this in movie theaters, but parents are probably like, yo, that was 30 fucking minutes. What's going on? <laughs> That's true. You know, so, like, why am I paying for a full movie ticket? So they kind of extended it. But um, w- what I found kind of interesting, the f- so the first, uh, the third one, we I actually, like, have. I had it on DVD, and then when they transferred to, like, Apple libraries or whatever, I, ha- I could, like, rip it for free onto Ooh, it or whatever. I okay. don't know how that works. Sick. But so we have it to to view digitally. Oh, thank God! Yeah, we have it in perpetuity. Whenever you want. Oh, you know, you, you just, know whenever this. you want, go ahead and put it on. And after just, this, you know, take a little <laughs> stroll down memory lane. <laughs> um, and then I, actually for the fourth one, I I found out this is interesting. Four, five, six, and I believe seven were all licensed by Miramax. Really? So you can't actually watch them on any other streaming platform. 
because Miramax doesn't have any like they don't affiliation. have a, no landing pad for all their shit. Right. Yeah. So you literally can't stream it legally, but you can buy it at Walmart for two fifty supposedly in a pack. <laughs> Is what? what Reddit said. Intr- so in your in your hunt for it, you found that Reddit post told you you could buy it at Walmart for two fifty, right? And that could have been at any point in time. I think it was maybe two thousand eighteen. So who knows if that's a, a true fact still? But it probably is. Yeah, I, I don't know how we can even encourage anyone else to watch it other than put on your pirate hat and patch, guys. We got to go sailing a little bit, I guess. Absolutely. And then, um, kind of another interesting thing I n- noticed in that Reddit kind of soiree. Um, people loved Forever. People loved Forever. Like, loved that fucking movie. And I I did watch it originally, of course, at the time that it came out. I don't remember ever being, like, super into it then. And then now I'm super not into it. I think it's because Selby is such a dorky fucking Pokemon. I will tell you exactly why I started it's not to give a like shit. It's like Jirachi, which is, like, six or seven, I think. I, yes, yeah, six or... I don't... I can't remember, but it honestly, like... We had this discussion. It's five. Because you were right the first time. Because I think Lucario is like seven. Because I goofed those two up. In any case, I was looking at the exact time frame when these movies came out. Pokemon 3, a.k.a. Spell of the Unknown, colon Ente, whatever, uh, came out in America in in like mid-2001. And then this Forever came out in 2002 in America. That was right when I hit my Yu-Gi-Oh phase. Mm. Like when I really dropped the ball, maybe the games got some love, but that's when I started getting into Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm like, this show is fucking awesome. It's bonkers. The card game, I can actually understand how to play it. I can still tell you the rules to this day of all the Pokemon rules. I mean, all Yu-Gi-Oh! rules. I cannot tell you, begin to tell you any of the Pokemon trading card game rules. I don't remember any of it. They're always pretty complicated, though. Yeah. And frankly, that like the starter deck you got in Yu-Gi-Oh with like the little, you know, the play mat, like super nostalgic and it made sense, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but as far as this movie goes, <laughs> I watched it actually in Japanese sub, which is the first Pokemon movie I've ever watched in sub. How'd that go for you? It was very interesting because... <laughs> Uh, it's like weird. Half of the Pokemon are still called the same names and then half of them are called like wild shit. Really? Yeah. So it was kind of an experience. Interesting. Ash's name is Satoshi. This I knew. Um, um, I can't remember what Brock's name is. It's some other Japanese short, name, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then pretty much every, every character's name was something in Japanese, of course. But then like half the Pokemon were like still Celebi. And, <laughs> and Onyx was like Oofric. Uh, U- it was like something wild. Oh, wow. We should have yeah. kept Oofric. We really should have kept that. It's something like that. That's but, amazing. But very like interesting. Um, I guess it, it was just kind of interesting to see how, how it was like intended to be i suppose i guess originally yeah yeah because like one thing you notice in the third movie actually i'm just gonna jump around a bunch because who gives a fuck about these at all yeah I'll, I'll drop it here in a second we'll see what happens but like the third one was interesting because they they played up very heavily how much of like a sideshow side characters team rocket were yeah a little disgraceful frankly they should be front and center all the time but it was like they they really played hard into it and they're like 
you know, why are we like barely in this movie? Or like they, they kept saying like, well, we got to save you or else like our screen time will never get any more screen time. Shit like that. They really start leaning into the whole like kind of they're the fourth wall breakers. Right. They're the meta joke makers. But that like shit, they're prime at it. It doesn't matter what context they're doing that in the fourth moment. I'm like, actually yeah. funny. Actually great. Like but in amazing. Japanese, not as funny. <laughs> uh, fair. OK, fair enough. <laughs> just saying the localization team, whoever did Team Rocket, just chef's kiss. Yeah, well, well fucking done. Um, I will say we're jumping around. I got, we'll do notes in the first, I mean the third movie. So here's, here's the rub guys. This is, like I said, spell of the unknown colon ente, uh, PS subtitle, the adventures of pokey daddy, uh, because it really centers around a little girl named Molly who has researcher parents, I think named, and I want to get this right here. Spencer and Skylar Hale, I believe professor Hale, um, Skylar is the wife no that's his student <laughs> oh, that's a student oh i yeah. thought it was his wife that disappeared uh, we never got her name for Fuck. some reason well skylar skylar could be a girl's name i guess but the the end of the day <laughs> what we have is uh <laughs> him and his researchers team i guess uh go out and they are called to the ruins of the unknown he starts playing wordle with these old fucking blocks or whatever right. and tries to scrabble, line up. You know. basically scrabble um and uh plot twist he gets sucked into this dimension like this absolute hell void of just like the alphabet because yeah. if you don't know the unknown are a cryptic weird multi all other dimensional pokemon that are all somehow based off the proto-germanic alphabet or the arabic alphabet i don't know how they can be multi-dimensional and be based off the english language i don't care um so this little girl molly is left parentless uh, you know abandoned and in her, uh, you know, extreme want for her parents back, she's playing with the tiles and spells out Papa, Mama, and me. Uh, the unknown come in, grant her kind of wish, and then uh, she becomes trapped inside of a glass castle that she made with the wish of wanting her Papa back and wanting her parents back and all that shit. Um, and she gets her wish in a little small way, not so small way, a legendary dog pokemon named Entei appears and starts talking to her and says i'm your papa i am who that is so well so her dad used to pretend to be Entei like as a little little meme for the for the kid you know yeah right because he like said oh Entei looks scarier and she's like no he looks like you know powerful and sick and and like my dad and he's like all right fine i guess i am into oh i am what you want me to be i'm <laughs> i'm the Entei daddy you always wanted right and then so when the unknown are like sucking her brain juices. It's essentially uh, what's happening here. They like made this Entei, which she had been reading in this book, right? And then um, she tells him that he's her daddy. And he's like, what, bitch? I, <laughs> I guess so. He's like, if that's what you wish. It's what is my purpose? You are daddy. Okay. It's sort of like a Mewtwo original uh, movie where it's like the the tabula rasa Pokemon yeah, gets okay. like told okay. their purpose essentially. Um, <laughs> I, I do true. find like through every single entry into these Pokemon movies so far, there's been this like tear scene where like the tears of all the people in Pokemon like save the world, which I think is very interesting. They like still are hammering home the whole like we're all in this together kind of thing. Or if you care outside of making these superpower battle dogs try to kill each other then you are a kind of a, a cut above the rest 
Yeah, is what I mean, I'm saying. You're clearly uh, a savior-esque individual. Better than all of us, frankly. Better. Well, you know, I cried too, so... <laughs> I what? You know, I'm right there in the... <laughs> no, and then uh, just one, like, annoying thing about the third movie... Hit me with it. And it sort of relates to the games. I personally have always hated Unknown. Yeah, okay. Because they're like quote-unquote legendary Pokemon that are like, there's a fuckload of them. <laughs> yeah, right. You can be one of at least a couple dozen. Right. And then also, you could never get all of them in the fucking games. And then secondly, they're all level 40. So, like, they're dog shit. In other words, they're bad. They're they're bad legendaries. Their only claim to fame is that the people don't know much about them at all. At all. And they have hidden power, which I think is like their big, right. big banger move. That's exactly right. And it, it has a random effect. And I could be dead wrong. But here's the funny thing about that. I don't care. So um, <laughs> so this is one thing that irked me a bit about this movie. That this this one really didn't have a villain. I guess it was, I don't know what it was trying to get at. It was kind of more of like the the machinations of like a traumatized child made manifest by some unknown crazy force. And that alone is not bad kind of an interesting play like she's kind of making up a world where she can feel safe but like almost kind of coddled in her own almost literal cocoon um of emotion but it's then when we have our heroes enter the scene everyone seems really fucking lax about what's going on like from this castle just emanating crystalline parasitic like force just eating nature sentient or otherwise and they're at a cottage within within like eye shot, just chatting, just having tea. Well, I think fortunately it's not radioactive. Like I they think, don't know that, dude. Well, I think they would know. Even Professor Oak was like, "We don't know what's really going on here. It keeps eating the land. Let's go to a cat. Let's go to a tavern or some kind of weird cabin, like fifty yards from like the precipice of this fucking curse." I think it's at worst. Just some glazing from like a original glazed Krispy Kreme donut. Of course, you think it's just you think it's just like an ethereal glaze, right? Exactly. So you think it tastes out? I, I loved the idea. I will say it did Rock look candy. tasty. It looked <laughs> yeah. really tasty. It, the, both these movies, like I will say, I'll, I'll put this one aside. You know, visually, definitely step up. I mean, like they're obviously moving along. When you only have seventy five minutes of runtime, like you can, well, and you have four kids' money, and in, at the turn of the millennia. You had some fucking cash, so. Well, I think that's actually where, like, the most nostalgia comes in for me is there's just such a distinctive look to a Pokemon movie. Yeah. They, like, really just blast this shit with colors. Like, every movie is like that. Even the line work and character design, it's very, like, for, well, not four kids necessarily. Kind of, yes, but, like, for, from a Western audience, it's four <laughs> kids. The same way you know a Tori, like, a Tori animation, um, like, from a mile away. Like, you just know what a Toei looks like. You know what, like, uh... Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're just extremely distinctive. Yeah. And then, like, they spent a lot of time, <laughs> and they always do this, and it's so funny, on, like, the the internal landscape of buildings for no reason. They like really, really they do. They really build out, like, a sincerely large, delicately intricate room for some reason. I mean, we got you know it. What I mean? the in the first one, Mewtwo's, right. like, layer. like, layer was... <laughs> Baller as shit from a design standpoint. And, and for no reason. It's like 70,000 stories tall. There's like all this shit they put all over the walls. So it's MC, like, why? MC Escher energy in there. And in this <laughs> third one, the castle, even before it was kind of mutated, right. looked great. Like, it makes you wonder, what the fuck is Spencer Hale 
do what it. Is, what is he? He's a researcher. What is he discovering? He's the booger Nick, sugar. Yeah, <laughs> booger sugar. <laughs> he's the Nick Cage of the Pokemon world. He's national treasure in the Pokemon landscape. He's what Professor Oak wishes he could be. He certainly stole something because he, he stole, uh, he stole old some boy's shit. got a house bigger than like an entire city, it looked like. It looked like he owned every... Greenfield. <laughs> he literally went up with his daughter on the spire and Simba'd her. Like, right. all the light touches is ours. No, really, we own it all. It's, no, like, even those little people down there are yours. Yeah, they're, they're yours to play with. And that's why she started. That's why she's had this infection. Like, I own all this shit. Well, it, it would have been kind of interesting, like... Like, if they played more of the, like, she owns the world kind of thing, I feel like. Because I was yeah. like, if you remember Sabrina, her whole thing back in the um, in the actual show, yeah, it's like, her shit. whole thing was like, if you lose to me, I'm going to turn you into a doll and play with you forever kind of shit. Y- yeah, yeah. And that happens. Like, yeah, she does that. And that's <laughs> actually kind of savage a little bit. Very. Like, all the other gym leaders are like, oh, if you lose, like, go to the Pokemon Center and try again. She's like, no, I'm going to fucking put you in a box. <laughs> You're mine You're now. mine now. Your, your life over forfeit yeah give up on contacting delia again which complete side note ethan said he knew this and i totally believe it i bet everyone else out there knew but i found out ash's mom's name is delia (laughs) d-e-l-i-a and that blew my fucking mind i'm like uh, you know what her son's name is ash why did i i I shouldn't be surprised at a lineage of strange names I, i guess yeah satoshi but Sato- okay <laughs> excuse me but yeah so we what's interesting here is that they didn't do a lot of canon busting shit in this movie like they could in others like you know we, we talked about anime movies tying up bows that like they introduce weird shit this one is kind of interesting because ash's mom what played a very pivotal role in this third movie um first by being the one who actually knew spencer hale and his wife and molly who used to come, they used to live in Palatown, but then left for Greenfield, I think is where they live. Yeah, so he was a student under Professor Oak. That's it, thank you, yeah. So he was like being taught by him, and I guess later on they came back for a visit after they had left for for Greenfield or wherever. I guess when he was under Professor Oak's tutelage, Delia was still a schoolgirl, so they were like, that's they knew each other, but you know, as close as like a fifteen-year-old girl and a fucking grad assistant could be. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I'm just saying the ages are starting to line up for Ash's papa. I'm saying this is that that is our ultimate goal. Obviously, one of the ultimate goals. Fine, Ash's papa. Right. In the and the, they're in one of these movies somewhere. I don't know which one. Or in that one gym in in the games. I don't know what the fuck. Number eight, the eighth gym in that one game. It wasn't as, or is it? It's the seventh, I want to say. The eighth is Giovanni. Giovanni? Which is not as bad, thankfully. Well, I thought seven was the uh, Blaine on Cinnabar. Okay, in, maybe in the, the sixth? It's somewhere like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something. It's like, one of the late gym leaders in, in the Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow. I'm going to file it under, in my cabinet under I for don't care. Um, I'm going to put that one away. Because Maybe that was actually a different game. I think it might have been, been Johto. <laughs> I think it might have been Johto, which we are now in that, <sighs> that world, but neither, neither here nor there. What is here is the, really the inciting incident is Entei, like a bat out of hell, comes down the mountain out of the castle because Molly wants a mommy as well, and she's like, Entei, fetch. And he's like, orf, orf, yes, my daughter. <laughs> and goes and literally hypnotizes and knocks out ash's mom 
not before convincing her with hypnosis that Molly is her actual child, and then steals her away to the Crystal Castle, and then Ash basically has to chase after uh, uh, this crazy phantom dog. So I think the funniest part of that whole thing was <laughs> they they had these like news anchors just like around when this all started. Uh-huh. Um, and like, well, cause you said they were, they weren't taking this like serious at all, but they did have like news people around. They had cops around and shit like that. So that was kind of like, that was funny because especially cause I don't think, um, officer Jenny speaks a single word. Uh, no, which is wild because no. she's like the cop there. She should be like, Hey, get the fuck back. But yeah. she's not. <laughs> and then, um, the, the news people are like, they're watching this, like, you know, glazing coming toward them at one point. And then, and then, um, you know, they do their whole like little news at five shit. And then the next day when Delia gets ganked, they're just like watching Ash follow her. And they're like, Delia, uh, Ketchum gets stolen by this, this fucking dog. It's the most wild shit yeah, as a reporter. Like, her son, Ash is following her. <laughs> trying to yeah. catch up. Follow the kid, follow the kidnapping. Yeah. Don't do yeah, anything. Get it, get follow it, get it. it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a good thing that they did for one very particular reason. So we can have our Deus Ex Charizard right. finally show up at some point. Because at this point in the story of the Ash Ketchum saga... So I had to look this up because I was like, why did he dip? Yeah, so he dipped because Charizard was that big of a shithead and wouldn't listen to anything Ash did. So the, there was that, like, dragon trainer... Basically, he went to dragon camp. He went to dragon camp. Yeah, so it's... I, this is actually funny. I looked up like exactly what happened. So supposedly this is this place called Charizard Valley. Yep. Which has really funny names in other languages. <laughs> okay. That I don't recall, but totally you should fine. look it up. Okay. Um, basically, they like stopped by earlier and um, Charizard like came out to, to fuck with all the other Charizards and he finds out he's like a bitch compared to all the rest of them. Yeah, he's a little bitch. So he's like the weakest Charizard there by like far. Mm-hmm. And so um, he, he feels like obviously his pride is, is hurt, but Ash realizes that he's like enjoying himself and can like learn and train and whatever. So he just like leaves him there with that Lisa girl. Yeah. But Lisa has a Charizard called Charla. Char- yeah. The one with the bow. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they are banging confirmed in canon charizard ashes charizard and charla are banging absolute breeding machines <laughs> all right i don't like the word breeding, well dude. it's what they call it in the games they're pokemon it's what they do and at the same time like he's bad <laughs> stock he's like a weak ass charizard like well i think he's actually strong now i read that he learned like dragon breath iron claw like all these like cool abilities all after right, the all right, fact all right, all right all right i see you charizard but also i thought it was cool um, if you remember in the first movie, they couldn't get to the fucking island because of the wind and rain and all that. But um, and he also wasn't ever flying on Charizard's back. Sorry, Whoa. Charizard's back. <laughs> but in this movie, he like stays on Charizard's back pretty much the entire back half of this movie. That is true. Which is yeah. a pretty cool like, I guess, you know, evolution of, of their relationship, first of all. But second of all, his ability as a Charizard. Yeah. To be able to like carry all these fucking people flying around the air, throwing his flamethrower shit. Yeah. Here, I'm not I'm not clowning on our boy Charizard here. He is getting stronger. He is getting all the hottest babes. Here we are. He he's thriving. He's thriving. Right. But he looks, he looks at the TV at this ash piece of shit catch him that he clearly doesn't give a shit about, and then looks <laughs> to the sky 
And I'm trying to think in my head, how far away is Charizard, Charizard Valley Dragon Camp away from this random greenfield? He must have just taken off and went like buck 20 or like, you know, airplane mode and just went across the land. Well, he used fly. So like, sure, it's but pretty it, instant. If but you know what I mean? Fair. OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Canonically, in the yeah. case sense that that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, we and there's some I would say, honestly, the middle part of that movie, despite having no villain, they did a really good job with like using Molly as like an antagonistic force because she feels empowered by basically being in her own dreamscape. She ages up, boop, she just thinks of Pokemon on the fly. Yeah, I was a little worried that how much Brock was like hitting on her as like an adult because I was going to bring that up. She's like still a child. He flipped the switch too. He's like, okay, we'll do what we can. And then, no, no, because he never really, does he ever actually see her as a child up to that point? No. Okay. Fair, but yeah, he, but did, he, he didn't see a picture. He knew instantly that it was Molly. So and it's he did like, see a picture. Dog. Yeah, he did see a picture when Delia showed everybody at the table. So he knew. He fucking knew. Oh, he he was the only one who knew what was going on. <laughs> but yeah, they they had a battle. Just saying. Like, not only is he a breeder, he's a groomer. Oh, <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> Caught in 4K. The the I, yeah. Jenny, come on. Come on. Yeah, Jenny. Oh no, he's he's hoping for it. Yeah. That's actually what he's doing here. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Don't take me to jail. Don't cuff me for my weird activities. Question of <laughs> You want to give me my rights, ma'am? Um so their their battle was boring to me cuz the next battle was what he had it on land and basically Molly in her dream state summoned a tsunami to flood everything for Misty's battle and they could breathe underwater because it's all just kind of, you know, dream juice, I guess. Right. And she's and it was like a lot more friendly and like Misty was having fun with it, which is kind of interesting. Like not like Brock was just throwing puns out and trying to flirt. That was weird. But Misty and her were like swimming around and getting to actually kind of interact almost on par with a water Pokemon because before it was kind of just like Get in the pool, guys. Like, fight in there. Well, I did find it kind of funny. There's this, like, whole, I guess, back and forth between Misty and Molly where she's like, oh, you're a gym leader? And it's like, you just fought another gym leader, like, seconds ago. Which is really savage to say about Brock. Oh, right. wait, that one was a gym leader? Right. No, no, no. This one feels like a gym leader. And then, okay. and then she goes like, yeah, I was one of the best. It's like, bitch, you were, like, third gym. Chill out. <laughs> bitch. Oh, man. She wasn't even, no, she wasn't even third. That was the uh, lieutenant was third. The electric guy was third. Oh, she's the, second. She's second. What to your point? She's yeah. not. She's not even in the, the in the top like eighty percent. Well, Brock is the first. So to be fair, to be fair, that's fine. to be fair. So honestly, but for, I did always like just quickly. Yeah, I, yeah. I always thought it was really fucking annoying that all of these characters couldn't get their like Pokemon from the games. Because I, if I recall correctly, you play all of Johto and then you go back and play all of Pallet Town. One whatever. of the greatest moments of my gaming history. Incredible. It was, it was awesome. But the second playthrough, all their Pokemon are like actually really good. Yeah, right? Because they all leveled up and everything like that. It just would have been cool to get that. I think he has a Steelix, like no freaking he, he's no got, Kizzy. He's got a Steelix and later he's got like, he, he has a Ninetales and the Kanto stuff, right? I think he has a nine tails. I don't think he, he has ever. A Vol- maybe he didn't evolve the Volpix. He never gave her the old Firestone. Because they're all P-Wazzies. How do they become gym leaders? I just don't. Fu- you know what? No, they're one and two. That, yeah. The, the, the tracks. Fucking tracks. They play little five-year-olds. I mean. <laughs> that's, that's totally it. But honestly, for me, man, like, 
that's what the movie kind of trails off for me. It's really like you do get the Charizard aerial dogfight battle, which is not even really a dogfight. You have Entei who can just like fucking run on walls and control it was terrain. A dogfight. That was the, you left it right there for yourself. This is you know what this is what I get for taking your four never joke. Yeah, that's the, true. So you know the universe universe comes full circle having a literal dog fight a literal <laughs> dog fight but he can like walk on walls and control terrain which was yeah. super badass um and there was definitely some shots in there i was like okay okay i see you this is this is some good uh good soccer good shit well i think cinematically cool but overall like way too long of a fight was yeah like that a, was it was a padding. solid 10 minutes it of was, him like jumping around shooting flamethrowers ash falling again and again and again like always they were just milking the fact that charizard came back oh, yeah and which is cool and honestly fair it, honestly fair fair but then like you you go ahead and like the rest of it's pretty blase because like you know ash's mom wakes up when she also sees mom like ash on tv and becomes true mommy and not fake mommy anymore but then still plays mommy because she sees that molly is mommy Liss, so then she can she can have a mommy and it's you know clearly it's getting confusing so um ash comes and saves his mom and she's like no but this little girl like she needs to like love and care and, and ash is like no you're my mom fuck this fuck this kid whatever um, and then she's like, no, we're not going to go. I built this cocoon. I control it. I'm the god of this new world. <laughs> right. And then freaks out. And then every- she takes a potato chip and eats it. And yeah. eats it. Yeah, yeah. Basically. It's kind of like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Considered a masterpiece by many. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. By, <laughs> I don't know about us. But so she basically goes berserk. And then the she feeds the un- uh, the unknown generator too much brain juice. And it starts to overheat. And then they can't control it anymore. And the gen- you know the nuclear fission becomes like a ticking time bomb of psychic energy it's it's a lot um and you know in the end Entei daddy sacrifices himself by finding his way into the psychic barrier and then everything like slows down to slow motion and um he disappears but you know professor hale gets spit back out with way longer hair no he had long hair at the beginning there's no signs of aging wait so i either missed this part or was just bored at this point fair did he get sh- i thought he got shat out back in the ruins he did he got shat back out right into the ruins but there's no sign of aging for him okay but the ruins are like not fucking close to his house which is true like so she still thinks she doesn't have a dad <laughs> right Th- doesn't he pop up at the very end of the movie i like i said <laughs> oh yeah well, again yeah cause- i was already looking toward for never <laughs> yeah right oh yeah here's the thing right is <laughs> Right. This scene was them in the deserts, I believe, with pyramids in the background, because yeah. always, always. Of course. He, he, he was one runes over from the Millennium Puzzle. He was so close. He, he could have been in a whole other franchise, but he had to go get sucked up by Unknown. So. Well, I did like that they did fall. They followed the games a decent amount as far as like the unknown is concerned. That's where you do go find them. Yeah, you find them carved in the walls and everything. Well, then there's this dumb like fucking puzzle too, if I'm not mistaken. There was, it was one of those slidey puzzles, yeah, like the square so slidey puzzles. It was kind of cool because those little square shits were there. They were, it was, they it were there. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it was interesting that they gave some iconography from the games in the movie, which is nice. Um. But yeah, all in all, it kind of just like peters out. And that's what you get. You don't really have a villain. You don't really have a final. You have a kind of an emotional payoff. Like, hey, grow up. Like, <laughs> grow up. You're <laughs> killing the rest <laughs> of these people. You're killing an entire town because your parents are gone. You're Boo-hoo. taking Ash's mommy. Yeah, right. You, what? You're going you're gonna to make this one run away too? Great. Like, cool. But <laughs> all in all, like, that, that it, it was fine. It was definitely four children. We're going to keep saying it was fine. Um, I, I give this one like a 64 out of a hundo. 
You know, I actually forgot that Entei didn't even exist. I thought this was my just like dumb brain. I recalled I thought that her dad literally turned into Entei. This is what I think they were leading you to believe that they like reformatted. And I think young Ethan believed it. <laughs> oh my god, they gotcha. Yeah, I think his genetic profile was t- <laughs> torn apart and turned into an Entei. Yeah, right. So we actually didn't get to see an actual legendary Pokemon outside of Unknown in this movie. Because uh, if, you, just, if you trust that unknown is one. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Outside of, yeah, pseudo legend. I'm calling pseudo. Let's just call him ancient. Let's just call him forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> just forgotten well, it's the sort time. Of like, um, like the fossil Pokemon. If, if you remember early on, they were claiming like Aerodactyl were not only like ancient, but they were like legendary as well. I think of their time. Yes. When you yeah. did like fossil set and shit like that, they were like considered legendary i think he's still stat wise considered pseudo honestly well sick pokey sick pokemon way way better fossil pokemon way better yeah. ancient pokemon i had a um aerodactyl shirt when i was young so yeah that's it that's first that's, grade uh, dude you pretty sure it's in my yearbook how'd you <laughs> how did you make it out of there without just like being the coolest kid right. ever? like like an eye ear i had or to turn down shot. quite a few marriage proposals you know but you know you just Gotta stay strong. You do. You return do. Return to monkey. You know what I mean. Project humanity. <sighs> return to aerodactyl. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but uh, uh, I guess I would rate it like overall. There is no actual villain. Unknown seem relatively benevolent. <laughs> frankly, at least chaos theory. Right. It didn't, get, it didn't um, give a shit. One thing I I thought was interesting is like every single one of these bad guy Pokemon are all fucking psychic types. Why don't they just go on an extermination like campaign and get rid of all these like uber fucking dangerous Pokemon? Bro, you are so right. I didn't even think it through. Yeah. Like like Mewtwo, Lugia, who Lugia is just big daddy babysitter. But like no no he's fucking but he, psychic, but he, but he is fucking dude. psychic. He is fucking psychic. And then you know you have the uh, unknown psychic. You have the next one we're talking about psychic. You have, you know, Jirachi, Deoxys, Lucario is even a little, eh, yeah. I think steel fighting, steel fighting. Um, I think early though, he might early have been Early, may have been psychic. psychic. More at 11, we'll do the research. But like, each one down, Latios, Latios, psychic. What the fuck? They're man? dangerous. They're fucking ticking time bombs. Kill them all. <laughs> they're the, yeah, they're, the psychic ones gotta go. They are weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, I'm a fighting Pokemon through and through. Busting up with fists. Well, I love that I, shit. I was also thinking like, like less so i guess in the third movie even though you're right like an entire town or city basically turning into this epicenter of doom would probably tip off like uh the japan defense force like whatever national guard jdf there you go yeah you you, you remember from gate the oh, oh fair <laughs> enough yes exactly um, this, we would have a gate situation on our hands right easy but like also during the fourth one, they're doing like some little battles early on. Actually, no, this is the third one. Yeah. They're yeah. like battling in the like um the like playground. Yeah. And I'm thinking like if this flamethrower hits this wooden fucking like swing set, the whole thing's coming down. They must be having like just like absurdly annoying vandalism from all these stupid ass kids shooting like fire beams at shit oh if you if you peel back just one layer of that onion you're like in what like how could you possibly just let this happen unregulated right. yeah pokemon imagine think of yourself in the game you're on route 15 because you're backtracking hey, for man, something give me your money yeah uh no, no you have to fight me for it okay mewtwo just 
pick up the earth. <laughs> Kill this idiot. Yeah, don't yeah, don't even want to get a Pokemon out. Just throw him <laughs> off the cliff. I'm gonna I'm gonna rate the first, the third movie like a 55. It was pretty bad. Okay. Maybe I was boring. Little, I was a little too <laughs> boring. I was a little too generous, but that's again, that might be a little bit of nostalgia chirping in. But for the fourth one, Pokemon for never forever, but for never. Celebi colon voice of the forest. I have no such love. And I did not gain any on my viewing. So I enjoyed this one more. How? But I also watched it entirely in 40 minutes, right? Fair. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it was pretty brief. It was pretty brisk. Like, a lot of the bullshit that I recall from when I first watched it was essentially cut out because everything was moving at a serious fucking clip. Yeah. And it was a little novel because it was all in Japanese. Like I heard like new names. You had I heard... enough spice in there. You kept it quick. You kept it kind of spicy. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You probably did it right. Cause for the first 80% of the movie, I did it in English dub normal speed. And dude, it felt like I was swimming through molasses. It, it was it's slow. It's really slow. Let me give you a quick rundown and you'll see what we're talking about. Sort of. And some of the shit that pissed me off. So we kind of start, weirdly enough, 40 years in the past. <laughs> and you'd never know it. You would never know it. Like, all the tech was there. I think he was on, like, an old school chopper. Like, like I think that was the, the kind of the villain was on, like, an old school chopper when he approached Sammy and, and Celebi. Oh, you mean chopper as in Oh, like, motorcycle. A, like a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like, like a fucking Chinook. I'm like, what? <laughs> Apache? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. So he was on a motorcycle. <laughs> I was like, huh? So this kid named Sammy, right? He's a little bit of an artist of himself and he finds in this forest <laughs> this crazy weird Pokemon that no one's ever really seen or heard of at this time. Um, and uh, I think it was maybe a little bit injured at the time. So he's trying to like kind of protect it. And this this big bad with a weird eye comes around named the Marauder, which I think he called himself or people in the movie called him that. I don't know. Um, well, so. He's a different guy than the Marauder later. OK, I did not catch that, but um, I, I maybe I, is there any connection between the two of them? No, but he goes and attacks him when he's 40 years older later to get the information on where Selby was. Okay, that's right. In Japanese, they just called him the hunter. Better. The first guy. Instantly better. Cool. Um, (laughs) Sure. The second guy's name was Masked Marauder. Okay, a little worse. I'll just take the Marauder. Absolutely worse. We'll just balance it out. So, fun fact, this little celery boy has the uh, (laughs) ability to travel through time and uh, send Sammy and himself 40 years into the future. Cut to present day, we got ourselves... More like 40 beers into the future, all right? <laughs> Bro, when I drank 40 beers, I launched a couple decades <laughs> in the future myself. Exactly. I don't even know what year it is. So we have, uh, we have Ash, and, Ash and fellas and friends. Um, we kind of open on our titular kind of, hey, let's have a Pokemon battle in a public area. And everyone's like, fucking run for it. And they, they scatter. Um, he has Totodile at this point. He has... Um, Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil at this point. He didn't have his Trico yet, did he? He has Bayleaf. Bayleaf, or whatever yeah. her name is. Oh, yeah. Trico's letter generation. I'm a dumb. Yeah. Chikorita, and there's Bayleaf. And he never gets a magnesium, does he? Which is the... the <laughs> magnesium? I thought it was magnesium or whatever the, the, final gen- the final evolution of Chikorita is. 
Bayleaf oh. is the middle one. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He has he has Totodile. He has Cyndaquil. Yeah, Meganium, and he has a, a mineral. Oh, well, because I think he does get a Magna Zone in the game, perhaps. And Maybe. So I was confused between the two. Um, <laughs> Man, no, I was clearly confused. Meganium. No, he he has a Bayleaf during this movie. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the name of it. The, the second one. The second one. Yes, the okay. second one. Um, he has he has some kind of spice. So there's a, I forgot the exact reason. Again, it was it was so boring. The reason that led them into the forest <laughs> where they found Sammy and the injured Celebi. Okay, yeah. So help me with that one real quick. <laughs> so he's battling this kid in the middle of seemed like Turin in Italy for no reason. Oh, it was very aesthetic, but they had no rhyme or reason and why. He's uber late for the ferry, like absurdly fucking late. So Brock sends or Satoshi or whatever his name is sends Crobat to go find him and be like, yo, what the fuck? Where the fuck are you? <laughs> hey, I'm battling. So he like flies off like halfway downtown and he goes to Ash who just shit on this little kid. Like disrespect him. Like disrespected yeah. him in the middle of, of like a street um, with like all these people watching. <laughs> just imagine in the cafe and just yeah. seeing a 10 year old get their ass beat Basically, by a crocodile. Well, first of all, this guy had a croconaw for an idiotic reason against his Pikachu and it's like, Dumb. you're gonna lose. Dumb. There just is no victory here. Never was. Um, so anyway, he, he beats him fast and he doesn't even like really talk to him. He just goes, oh shit, I'm late and just runs away from him. <laughs> yeah. So they get on the ferry eventually um, and he actually misses the ferry when he jumps off the pier to like grab Brock's hand and some other like tribal guy grabs him instead and pulls him onto the boat and says, hey, are you guys Pokemon trainers? And they go, yeah, totally. And he's like, all right, well, um, my forest has an absurd amount of pokies. You should come try to gank them all. Honestly, a pretty good fucking reason. Yeah. Like that would that would like yes, that sounds great. Well, I'm just telling you, if it was in the game, I'd be like, yes, sir, I'll be there. I'll be in. Yes, I'm trying. I'm just trying to look up the name of that that tribal guy. I think it was like Toa or something like that. Well, in Japanese, it was absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely not that. Uh, yeah, I think it's Toa because the other was tiny lady was either Diana or or was that white? I don't know. Fuck it. Um, Japanese bud <laughs> Japanese yeah so out of nowhere from the tunnels of time comes Sammy and this celery character and um, are you saying it like that on purpose absolutely okay thank god absolutely it's celery it's celery but you know what no no it's not a little, cel- <laughs> the little celery boy um, I just I wanted to make sure it wasn't it, like it, a, a miss I res- thank you for keeping me honest because <laughs> it wasn't a miss <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a miss. It's more than I'm wicked hungry right now. But I digress. Jelly bean. Jelly bean. So jelly bean. Jelly bean. Yeah. He. He. I don't like Celebi's design. I think it's supposed to be kind of like a forest nymph kind of thing. Yeah. I think like fairy. Yeah. More fairy esque, and that's fine. But we already had Mew. It, it has big Mew energy. I think there's another Mew v- movie, by the way. I believe it too. Coming y- up. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, so yeah, he's like this forest fairy kind of deal. He's supposedly the god of the forest. So essentially, he like keeps the forest healthy, which keeps the Pokemon population healthy, keeps that that guap in, in the right spots. Absolute cycle of life right. energy here. Then we do have, we have the introduction of the Marauder and my favorite part of this movie, and actually. map. 
And his and his <laughs> my favorite part of this movie, honestly, is this is around the time in the Pokemon lore or any whatever the fuck you want to call it in the meta where dark Pokemon started coming around. Yes, fucking love this shit. Very very cool because this made complete sense having technology to literally transpose space into a smaller ball to capture Pokemon is already a technological marvel. So that Pandora's box has been open. In this movie, they introduced something called Dark Balls, a way to do a couple of nefarious fucking things. One, steal a trainer's Pokemon. You could have done that already. Just saying. Like, you literally could have done that already. Um, the games don't allow it, but you nothing is stopping you. If we're having a Pokemon battle, I just, tee just snatch your Pokemon and I'm out. Well, I don't think you can, like, I don't think you can have it in two balls at once, if that makes sense. Oh, once it's already kind of owned in a ball. But there's no reason I couldn't just jack your balls. <laughs> that's not that's going on the t-shirt. Jack no, your balls off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's no reason why I can't jack your balls. Right. So uh <laughs> so so yeah, so moving on. Moving on. Um we blushing. Have, oopsie. Oopsie. We have that. We have the fact that they will turn your Pokemon evil, which Love that shit. Not necessarily <laughs> oh, the evil part. Just Jesus like Jesus Christ, just, man. Just Chill the, out. Just the mind element of it. Just like instant subservience. I mean, is that? Not- I love that. Just fucking piss off all well, the creatures. Okay, Pokemon. Don't circle around the like. Don't beat around the bush. All right, you're gonna capture a Pokemon, and every time you do, you're gonna tell me 99 percent of them are just instantly subservient. No, absolutely not. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and and they basically act as like pokey steroids. It right. ups the power of your Pokemon, which I don't know how, but I don't care because I, think I it's fucking trend. love it. You think it's trend? Trend, just yeah. some real HGH level shit. Yeah, yeah. trend alone. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> he's inside the ball. It's just seventeen needles just inject the <laughs> yeah. Pokemon with high grade anabolics. Exactly. And it just right. comes out just like let me at him. Like that's some real dogfight shit energy. Right large there. hearts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Short lives. But I think very cool in particular so this is one of the things that i was going to mention is like cool things that they showed like in this movie that they have not showed previously but also like the dark tyranitar is such a like iconic in um card first of all yeah and then also in the game extremely iconic because i believe whatever the bad guys art names are in this fucking i don't think it's still team rocket in this movie no in real Oh, games. yeah. And now there's like, you know, they go to like Team Magma, Team no, Aqua. No, no, no. In diff- the game at this point in time. I believe it might still be Team Rocket. I cannot confirm or deny, but I'm like literally on the fence confident. I don't know. Okay, but. Fair enough. Whoever you fight in this game has a Dark Tyranitar too. So I, I just thought it was really cool, like parallel, because this guy is supposed to be like a Team Rocket executive, like one of the top assholes. So I thought that was a really cool idea. And then there's also a scene later on where um, Samuel, he he wants to fight with Ash. And so he pulls out like a prototype, essentially, Pokeball. So sick. Super fucking cool. Yeah, I love to that. To see like, I, just like a 40 years ago, history of Pokeballs. So, like, and, and it honestly makes me wonder slash wish we got like that. Like, even just, like, a little short, talking about, like, the evolution of, like, becoming a Pokemon trainer. Oh, like, what does that look like, kind of, in history? like, what was the first Pokeball? Like, a fucking bowling ball? You know what I mean? Like, that would be really cool. It would have been sick that they go into that more. We do get a bit of that in 
uh, Pokemon Arceus Legends because it takes place in the way to, like feudal Japan level Pokemon era. Okay, no and idea. It's really sick. Like didn't watch uh, it. <laughs> it's a game. It's the games. So like didn't play the games past Emerald. <laughs> that's totally fair. But like they're always been made out of a certain kind of like acorn. Like that's always been their core. Oh. The, the acorn has that special property that's been like to steal mod- souls. Yes, to steal Millennium Puzzle Pokeball. Gotcha. Yes, exactly like that. But they grow on trees, so like <laughs> the, the world is a dangerous place. And so it almost has like this like crazy button, but like a latch on it. Yeah, like yeah. it almost looks like a lockbox, like one of those flip latches. So it literally is just like a, it's a ball with like a clip on it. That's what he had. Just, yeah. So like they well, his reworked like it, it had a, like a timer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if it wiggles three times, that means we don't know. It's 40 years in the past. It means so run. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, it's going to explode. So, yeah, it's so cool that they do those little things there. But I mean, like, it, why did it still feel boring when they had all that? that that's when we maybe a little upset. Well, like, it those, didn't feel boring to me because I watched it at two times speed. Well, it felt boring Shit to me. It was moving, dog. It, it felt boring to me because they had all this really <laughs> interesting. They had dark Pokemon. They had dark balls. They had the prototype Pokeballs. Like. They had all these little nuggets and they just like, don't care. Let's focus on celery, which is great. Just perfect. I think the issue is they don't like, they never really put a lot of attention to the plots of these things. So it's like hard for older people to really enjoy, I want to say. Yeah, it's about making like the human characters in the movie who are always children feel special within a context of a supernatural type world. With sentient beings that want to be your friends. Like, that's, <laughs> that's fine. That, that, that That's what... Kids want to see like I want. Oh, I can uh, Ash is a blank slate. I can just put myself on him, and I'm being like, yeah, I want to battle too. I want to beat kids up in front of cafes and shit. I want to beat this this fucking kid's life up. Yeah, Totodile, bite his thigh meat. Literally <laughs> just, eat <laughs> this fucking thing <laughs> and take his money. One, no, no, Cyndaquil, take the wallet. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that was interesting in Japanese when he's ta- like getting he's battling with Pikachu, he tell he says to do a hundred thousand volt attack. Yeah, was that a was that a Japanese exclusive thing? That's the name that for Thundershock. Interesting. Wow. And I'm pretty sure it's like a million volt or whatever for Thunderbolt. Fascinating. Well, come on. I mean, like, when when do we, we watch shows like My Hero Academia? Like, forty five percent smash, twenty percent smash. I could totally like putting numbers on things for kids. It's like, holy shit, a hundred thousand, way less than a million. Oh my. God, yeah, dude. I just wonder, like, uh, of course, the cards, I guess the numbering, like, writing out numbers in Japanese isn't as hard. Oh, no, I think there's like a symbol for a million. Right. Yeah. So maybe not that crazy. But I was thinking, like, imagine an American, you'd have to write, like, a shitload of zeros on this card. Oh, yeah, the card would just be like a million, like, yeah. and, and thunder would be like, or, what, a billion? Uh, who's that fucking dumbass uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card that just has, like, infinite attack essentially so it's like one zero. Oh, is that one of the egyptian god cards one like, of them it's yeah. like actually annoying to it look could at be, it could be raw or it could be slide through the sky dragon no i think it's obelisk obelisk has four thousand each okay maybe not then. he's he is kind of famously the weakest depending I on guess the I scenario take it back that's okay and i'll blame you for that one you're the one who came with that uh slide through the sky dragon Slight uh, through the executive producer. producer. Hot shit. Good it might shit. have been him to be. No, yeah, it's I think raw. It's, it's raw. Raw is the, you know, your sun god boy. Whatever. He's kind of raw, dude. Look, we're getting off topic. He's different... fucking raw. <laughs> He's going fucking raw <laughs> on the trading, the trading card game. Um, but 
the, the, what pissed me off, and again, this is gonna, this, I'm gonna sound like a fucking maniac. We'll get, we'll get to what really pisses me off about this ending. But you have the Marauder basically trying to capture Celebrity because his whole goal is to usurp Giovanni to take over Team Rocket and like take over the world. Which more power to you, dude. Go off, sis. Like, do it. I love that plan. Like, last guy, last last movie we had a supernatural dog and the alphabet. That was our villain. Um, this one at least has a goal. He actually has some kind of means. He's got dark balls and shit. Like, he's got a fucking plan. Your name sucks, but your costume's weird. But go, keep going. Um, yeah. So, Celebrex. I think gets, what's annoying is that he wants Celebrex so bad. He wants Celebrex like as this whole like, thing so bad. Is it because he wants to go back in time? Is that the whole goal here? He thinks he's the strongest Pokemon. Which is so fucking wrong. Which I guess technically, if you know how to like capture him and like kind of suck out his time juice, then yeah, maybe. Is this so- I'm Maybe I'm an idiot, but I thought Suicune was stronger. We can talk about, yeah, Suicune, from a pure battle standpoint, my favorite battle dog of the three. I love Suicune. Fucking sweet design. Ice dog. Let's go. Like, I don't think Raikou gets a lot of love, but. I will say I've. I've seen Raikou exactly once ever in the games. Yeah, right. So really annoying. <laughs> I've caught in Suicune and Entei. I've never even like whiffed Raikou. Yeah, he he definitely gets a bad rap. He gets kind of the shaft, but honestly, Suicune was my favorite personally. And well, I played Crystal and you have to get Suicune. But they had that translucent blue like cartridge, sick. man. It was super sick. So Suicune's out here just like crunching dark Pokemon left and right. Um, Arguably a better. And it's just kind of like Suicune just kind of along for the ride on this one, which is like a better dynamic than what they did in the third movie, right? The unknown is the central factor and everything revolves around them and Entei's kind of the sidecar. Suicune being the sidecar is a better one. It actually leads them. It actually helps them. It actually has agency in the forest. Remember, it purifies that lake of life that the first time that Celebi got hurt, throw that bitch in the lake and then boom, we're back to full, right? And when Celebi got turned into Dark Celebi, uh-oh, he got dark balled and he turned basically into this big swampy plant monster, tried to eat everybody, and polluted the motherfucking lake. Awesome. That was cool. <laughs> but then it got like white like life wiped and then turned into like a little raisin of itself. Yeah. Like a little crazen, Celebi crazen. And uh, and then Ash had it in his lap, and he's trying to feed him no, berries. <laughs> this is bro, so stupid, bro. It was so weird. Yeah, it's like he kept slamming the berry against his mouth, and then dropping it into the water because it wouldn't eat it. It really he just kept doing it over and over again. It's like Jesus Christ, dude, he's dead. That whole scene really illustrates how like useless Ash is when like like nuts shit isn't going right. Soup to nuts, he doesn't do shit in any of these movies. Suicune's <laughs> literally magically purifying the water with just a touch of its paw, bringing the entire lake back to life and undoing Celebi's bullshit. Well, it's a marauder. I'm not going to blame Celery for that one. But Ash, to issue your point, just like puts it in the water and nothing happens. So it's just like rummaging around for milk duds in its fucking oh, yeah, pocket. The berries just, you like. Yeah, trying to feed it like just fucking whoppers and just eat, eat it. Do it and nothing happens. Honestly, if I ever go out like that, just feed me whoppers and I'll come back. I got you, buddy. It's like a good berry in D&D. Just pop you right back up. Not That's a problem. That's exactly right. So what actually, Ethan? Well, I think it would have been cooler uh, if Celebrex was saved by all three doggies showing up. That would have been sick. 
You're you know right. What I mean, like a, a meeting of the dog minds. Oh yeah, the the, the pack comes together. Right. Oh, boom in. Because then you could like have seen a real Entei for once, and then like Raikou would get like at least a little bit of shine. Yeah, a little bit of love. Because he gets absolutely zilch in all of the movies, which is fucked up. I think he's in one. I think he might be in Lucario one. I don't recall that, but we'll that find is it. cool to know. We'll find out. We'll see uh, the hunt for Raikou. Oh, but but um, instead, what actually happens, Ethan? Like, every Celebrex of all time somehow, like, fucking warps into <laughs> into this uh. time space. Now, one thing that is interesting, is there exclusively one Celebi and that's him throughout time? That would have been kind of chill. I think that's what it's meant to be. Like, in, like instances in time, it leaps out, comes back to this one, sprinkles some kind of that of salt cool, energy. Though, yeah. If they had explained that. If you really dive into the the time travel mechanics of it all, I guess in theory that would work because... You can be in the same time period as yourself. You can. And we did get a little bit of context for that when after Celebi got unraisened and then plumped back up to its big juicy self, we have Sammy get pulled away. Everyone cries again for like knowing this kid for 36 hours tops. And um, Oh, I guess we should say the tears brought all the other Celebrexes. Yeah, I think the, the tears brought them. Right, right yeah. which is wild. Which is stupid. I'm just saying, bottle that shit up, Yeah, dude. and it wasn't, it wasn't even necessarily... It was the human tears that really did it was, this. Well, all of the animals around the entire lake of light. Bottle every tear right. in the universe, in the Pokemon <laughs> universe. I don't care. It's just like, you know, weapons of max destruction blowing up everywhere around this fucking world. Every tier is evidently worth a life, like a life. <laughs> a power plant's worth of power. Yeah. Like just keep de- that shit. De- wormhole generating energy yes. in those tiers. And which is what it did th- what it did. They all sprinkle <laughs> him, he gets plumped up again, and then basically takes Sammy by the hand and drags him back to his time, like, oh fuck me. All right, I guess I'm going back. Yeah. Um and so we know he basically puts him right back in the same time. So we know that basically for him, he was gone for like a couple minutes. Which and in theory, Celebi then could have popped back to that time to help himself back out again and again, just over and over through a single timeline. See, if you, it's not worth breaking it down because then it turns into an adult conversation, and this is not an adult movie. <laughs> it's not worth getting too dissected about it. But oh, this is well. So in in Japanese, his name is Yukin Yuki Niku or something. Yuki Naru. Yuki Naru. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's so more that fun than kind of that's more fun than Sammy. Sammy. Yeah, but turns out this Sammy's a little more familiar to us than we uh, originally thought. See, the beginning of the movie when Suicune first showed up and Ash didn't know what the fuck was going on. Professor Oak was like, "Oh, wait, that's a Suicune. I've seen one of those before." And everyone's like, "What? Excuse me? Like this is a legendary Pokemon that you didn't know existed originally, by the way. So what the fuck?" And he's like, I'm never gonna tell. And he just doesn't. And then at the end of the I'll movie, never tell. in the movies, Ash is like, oh, I'm sad that Sammy's gone. And Professor Oak is like, oh, friendships transcend time, my boy. Sammy will be just fine. I'm like, wait, I never actually said Sammy. How the fuck did you know that name after they hung up and they almost missed the ferry again? And then we get the scene where Professor Oak is going through a dusty old journal and it had all of Sammy's drawings in it. That's right. The big twist is that Professor Oak is motherfucking Sammy living into the future. When he went back, he lived his 40 years and I guess it inspired him to become a professor of Pokemon. (sighs) Now, Ethan, I know I shouldn't be this pissed off about this. (laughs) I I shouldn't. I'm a a grown ass man with a 401k and I have a life to live. But fuck this shit. 
Because if it were canon, if they made this actually canon, this would be the most badass shit of all time. What a drop. Like the whole O in episode one level drop. Right. But no, they used it for a, a great idea like this for a one off. Tracy takes that because, you know, by the way, Tracy, that artist headband guy is living with Oak whatever and yeah, um, he is. yeah he is and he's he looks at these like oh these drawings are really fucking good wait i'm the artist around here and then puts it back on the bitch. shelf bitch and says we're all gonna collectively forget about this essentially turning what could have been a really fucking great idea into a really kind of mad one-off that didn't really hit very hard and then they never actually resolve the fact that he is actually this sammy time traveler boy and that's canon now in my book there's no bow on that. That's just is. What I don't know is, first of all, like storyline and studio wise, are they connected at all to the shows? Probably not. Like it's, man. it's probably like not all that easy to tie in something like that. Probably not, man. I know. But also it would have been cooler if like that's the reason he's stupid fucking rich is because he invented the Pokeball because he already saw it. That, you know like, I mean? like, like he got a prototype is like oh that's what they could be like recursively invented the pokeball Ooh. because he saw it in the future i i like that idea in that like that he can talk about these theories of like pokemon he saw in the future because he saw pokemon that he never should have seen he saw moves probably that he, no one ever even knew about and i mean like he probably didn't marry who he's supposed to marry because then he knew gary wouldn't be born so he was like yeah we're not doing that not fam we're not doing that yet. Right. Well, now I, I yeah, there's a lot of fun questions with that. And my adult brain was inflamed with the fact that if you took a real good story crack at that, that would have been one of the coolest things in Pokemon. It would have set up the fact that Pokemon can do truly wild shit, like time travel wild shit. Um, but again, they didn't. I mean, they did do that later. Then they just did it. Well, the movie, don't, the movies don't count, or do they? <laughs> count my world. <laughs> and then it, I think Oak is just—he's like that old asshole that knows everything that's about to happen, but he's just like. <laughs> I think he's just now. I think my theory now is he's some this pokey eldritch god that just like has like he's traveled through time and space. He seems to just be like, oh, I have all these theories, and I'm just right. He probably yeah, got a little. That's bit, a really good point. He just seems to know. He was googling shit when he came back into the future. Like, he knew, like, all this random shit about all these random Pokemon, and he's always conferred, like, when it comes to, like, Pokemon he should never have seen before. He just has, like, oh, this must be this legend or that legend. I'm like... Well, he is, like, the foremost Pokey, Pokey prof, so yeah, he when could you live, be, like, studying that When you shit. live 10 loops in 500 mental years, then, yeah, you would be the king. <laughs> I don't think he did. I think he totally has. I think he's literally lived only 40 plus one year or whatever amount of time that he's in this celebrex time drain <laughs> but professor oak is a uh eldritch god we an get el- it. a deity an immortal a pokey genius thanks to millennia of lifetimes <laughs> oh lived my god he's not regressing he's regret he's recursive no he happens infinitely <sighs> he's outside and also within time this man is a god and he does it because he exploits Pokemon <laughs> for his own uses. What do you think all the machinery in his labs for, dude? Uh, I don't know. Playing with muck. Sorry, I think my my tinfoil hat's on too too tight. Yeah, yeah but there was this right. actually funny throwaway line. Once you figure out the actual like big drop at the end, 
when um, Ash goes, wow, your drawings could be like the first Pokédex. And it's like, you prick. You, really way <laughs> to lay it on the prick. nose. Yeah. And I even thought, like, I, I forgot the movie, like, obviously, like, from my childhood. And I'm like, this this Sammy kid's going to be some kind of weird Mary Sue or some shit. Like, he's got to be like an... And, the mo- and then the moment he said, oh, I learned... I heard about Suicune. I've seen a Suicune before, and he never explains why. I'm like, if this motherfucker Sammy, I swear to God, that might be why I was pissed off because I was just like, they just they just didn't have to do that. They so didn't have to do that. I actually thought that I remembered a different ending where I thought he like showed up immediately after he left as an old man and was like not Oak. Interesting. So like in my brain, it was it was like. Young Sammy leaves. Old Sammy just like walks up to them, like, "Hey, I knew I should be here right now." Dude, I would, I would have taken that shit. That would have been pretty cool. And then if they said like, fr- "Friendships transcend time," I'm like, "Me I- and Granny here. I've been begging for fifty years, <laughs> and she loved my art. Would you like to see some of her?" <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! And then they could have just been like, "Oh yes, yeah, like, oh, you know this uh, Trevor Oak guy? Wait." that's the professor who's like in my hometown. Yeah, we were good friends their entire lives. And it's like, oh, you met that Sammy. That's pretty sick. He taught me how to draw. I drew his wife once. And yeah. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to give it a fucking, I don't know, 54. 65. We have exchanged. At 25 times speed or whatever I watched I, I think that. you had the luxury of like kind of getting it distilled a little bit more, like high, higher concentrative flavor. Well, it was just like, you know, all the like, um, like time sync portions, like were super fast. Even the, um, I recall from my original watch through that, that ending thing with like Celebrex and his big, like, uh, dragon form, you know, like swamp dragon form. I recall that taking like forever for him to like walk through the forest and like destroy the forest and the lake and all this shit. Uh, It did. (laughs) But in my recent viewing, it was like not even two minutes. So it was like totally reasonable. You essentially like when you watch something like two or three X speed, you're essentially like Neo in the matrix. Like I just watched the movie. I just watched forever. If I had the option for three X, I would have watched it in three X. The site that I had, that I had found it on gave it to me a 3x. No way. Blistering. It was surprisingly watchable at 2x. Which shows you it's two times too slow right, in normal exactly speed. Exactly right. Precisely. So, and again, I've been audiobooking at two times speed recently. So I've noticed that. I'm thoroughly impressed. I'll come up here and get food or a drink or something, and I'll just be hearing what sounds like, like an auctioneer. Like and th- from the Necronomicon. Come on, get a <laughs> yeah. Come on, get a date. And this guy went to this place and went to this, found this one. Oh man, he shot himself in the foot. Oh my god. I'm like, whoa. We just went through seven chapters since I've been upstairs for yeah, 45 I've seconds. Probably done like 40 books like this month. Thoroughly impressed. Yeah. But you know what, what I'm not impressed by? Pokemon 4 Never. This movie. But you know what? They're for kids and these are super fun. So thank you for coming to this other installment. We're going to keep going on this every so often. And if you guys like it, you can come talk about the Pokemon movies and how I predict they'll slowly degress in quality as things go on because... Movie chains like this always seem to do that. But so I recall the Dark Ride movie being pretty good. So. Okay, maybe maybe they're standouts. So there's one where he makes out with a Pokemon at some point. So we just what? Oh, the Latios movie. Oh yeah, she turns into a lady. Oh well, that's hot. <laughs> Thank you all for coming to class. If you want to talk to us about this, you can go into our Discord with all of our past guests, the lovely Patreon folk. patreoncom shibology. Three dollars and up gets you the syllabus sidebar. Our lo-fi high fives, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual, sometimes on hiatus, and sometimes wildly inappropriate show. 
which is actually not true. Maybe maybe we said some weird shit. I'm not really sure. Not sure. Pay to find out. How's that? Um, <laughs> you can anywhere you're listening to this already. You already have an entire backlog that you want to look at. Any other show we talked about, classic, modern, or anywhere in between. Um, if you would like to contact us, all the links you can do so are in the description of wherever you're listening to this. And like, comment, and subscribe. Anywhere you do those things, I think. That is it. I have not eaten dinner yet because I watched four kids entertainment instead. Because <laughs> I watched two and a half hours of Pokemon movies. Right. And until I can get nourishment from something else, because clearly there was not much here. I'm Ricky. And I'm Celebrex. And this is Philobology. <laughs> Deuces. Tony's that time juice. I want to become an eldritch god myself. <laughs> I am God. <laughs>